and welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast once again with your boy Darry Lips and as always my man Gio. Hey man. Due to budgetary reasons, I've been cut and replaced by the third man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, we made we, we we freed up some budget by ditching some fat. Um and Damo is with us once again. Hello, sir. Uh, See. Wish you well in your future endeavors, Gio. <laughs> <laughs> Future endeavors to Geo. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, obviously, pretty big cuts that they made this week. We may as well just dive straight into that because it was a pretty big talking point for a lot of people. But I, I don't know. Um, what did you make of it, Gio, when you saw it? I mean, I'm indifferent on it because the two biggest, I'd say, maybe the three biggest impacts were. Keith Lee, Nia Jackson, Cross. Everybody else was like, really? Yeah. I actually thought that the guys from Lucha House Party had already gone. I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize that Metalik and Thingy were still there. I would like to say that poor Derry had to find out this news the hard way because I immediately texted him and said, Hey, you ain't gonna hear the end of it. And he said, Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I did tell him to go fuck himself. Um, yeah, even Marie got cut, but she's doing movies and stuff now, isn't she? Um, anyway, but so it come out that they never even had plans for her. <laughs> yeah, like I think they just used her as an idea to bring people in. I mean, so I suppose starting at the top nine, Jack's probably um for me i think the biggest shock i think of the whole list i know some people are going to say keith lee and cross and stuff but i don't think they worked out too much of the on the main roster myself um i think nia jacks and the stuff that's come out with it um she apparently was taking a mental health break and then she was meant to come back was it last like next week and she's asked to extend it and then there's talk that she wasn't vaccinated, and so they just cut losses. But then I hear today that she might be coming back anyway. Do you think she's yeah. done, done, or do you think she'll be back? Because there's some talk that Rock and Roman aren't particularly happy. I have a feeling she'll be the Samoa Joe Drake Maverick of this bunch, and she'll get it back eventually. Yeah. I just, it's been funny when people were like trying to defend her, like everyone in wrestling community has wanted her fired like passionately you know gail has been my voice of reasoning this whole week where he's just like yeah y'all wanted her gone and now you're upset that she is yeah Yeah, well yeah like i just can't get behind the fake outrage so it goes for most of this list as well like people are ah they're not doing anything ah there's no point in being ah they're doing this they've sacked them oh my god what have they done why have you done this grow up yeah i yeah, Nia Jax, she's a big name in terms of the family connection, but she has not improved since day one. She is still the same injury risk. She's still turd on the microphone. She can't do anything. She's just this big woman that comes in and beats people up and legitimately injures them. For the past three years, people have been like, oh, she needs to be sacked, she needs to be sacked, she needs to be sacked. Then they finally go like, right, okay, future endeavours. Everybody's up in arms and like, oh my God, why have they done this to her? Exactly. Like, she's probably been subject of more backlash and resistance from mm-hmm. fans than maybe any other woman in the company. 
since her debut easily like since what when did she start 2014 and i think that whole wow. six seven years she has had such backlash and resistance that they can't you can't justify now being outraged that she's lost her job when that's what everyone wanted you know like everyone so I don't name know. a good name a good naya match you can't they don't exist not really some of the stuff with Shayna, i think helped at the beginning the tag titles i think they held them too long but i think mm -hmm. that team was probably okay at the time because it gave a little bit of relevance to them they didn't do too bad as a team like um but that's me i, I feel like i'm clutching at straws clutching a bit like straws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you know what I mean that is that is a real that is the bet if that's the best in seven years is it totally mm -hmm. out of left field not really <laughs> yeah you know being carried by being carried by Shayna is her best yeah and that was literally within the last year. So yeah. Um, and then the Cross and Scarlet. Now, when they signed, rarely for me has a wrestler seemed so perfect for how WWE's brand of sports entertainment is. But then at the same time, like I have to say, he's failed quite spectacularly. For but we're in the very same system that I thought he would fit, like. I don't know. I, I don't think it's been good. I think they misused Scarlet. Scarlet would have been the star. I think that one yeah. is the mistake. Um, but. For me, the Cross thing. Even when Cross and Scarlet were at their best, the fans still didn't buy into Cross. And that it, it's, mm. it's sports entertainment. It's not AEW. It's not Impact. It's I mean, entertainment. I, and unfortunately, like, as good as he I'm is like, in the ring... The yeah. problem with Cross is he came in right as they were getting rid of Alistair Black, and it just seemed like he was the new Alistair Black. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, it was legit almost the same copycat cookie-cutter gimmick. And I think the problem was is that he, when he made his debut to Raw, still as NXT champ and lost in two minutes to Jeff Hardy, which, while I get what they were thinking, like start a feud he was still nxt champ and had been quite dominant he was doing well enough on nxt i think they did that too early he was yeah. untouchable in nxt and he was squash yeah and, and having and, a half and not having scarlet there just doesn't make didn't make sense i think yes bad booking but i i don't think he was particularly good enough at times like there's been some matches what was the the four-way with gargano and dunn and o'reilly and stuff and i thought that match was quite sloppy from him, you know? Uh, yeah, like, that was just overall, it, yeah. that was a sloppy match from all of them, to be fair. Yeah, like, that yeah. Wasn't just from him. Yeah, <clears throat> and it was just them things. Like, So again, is it a shock? No, because I don't think it was working on the main roster. Be that whoever's full, I think him going to Impact would be would be a good idea for him. I think Impact, mm -hmm. him and Scarlett would tear up Impact really well. Him injured winning title didn't help him either. Yeah. No, but that shoulder injury did kind of mess him up too. It set him back a few months, ended the first reign, didn't it? So, and then like I think it was just one bad decision that with another, like no Scarlet, the the leather gladiator costume, the helmet. I don't know. Yeah, just none of it worked. None of it worked. Um, but we'll see. Then I think probably the most talked about one, Keith Lee. Um, and I. He's a one. Like, I, I think barring health reasons, I think he would have made it, but it's just that he was dealt a shit hand. 
I'm putting Keithley in the same category as Crossler. On NXT, when he was at the top of his reign, he had everybody eating out of the palm of his hands. Like you got it always you always see the gif of him hitting the um the pounce on Adam Cole and sending him five fucking rows into the crowd. That was his big stand-up moment. Everybody loved Keith Lee then. And they came up to the main roster, and it's probably creative's fault, but no one cared. Yeah, and then see, he got, I think then it he had his health like... issues. Yeah. And that was all very secretive. And I think because it was kept so secretive, and you know, it, you know, it was a big thing for him. But I think that is what's held him back, and that's what stopped people buying into him when he came back. And then they were like, "Oh, he's going to be well, Bearcat," and everybody's like, "Well, can he still go?" Nice. At least they're being nice and releasing couples. Yeah, because my you well, with him. Well, <laughs> you yeah. say that, but the the biggest shock for me on the releases was um, actually Frankie Monet because every, all the couples got released and then there's just her just being like, she's just come in. Like, she wasn't doing much, but she was doing something. It, you know, I felt like they could go somewhere with her taking over the Robert Stone brand and stuff and then, oh, bye. And meanwhile, Drip Drip's like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the first mistake they made with her was changing her name. Yeah, that's true. Like, oh, everyone oh. knows her as Tara, you know? Like, as, oh, as Valkyrie, that's what she is. Twitter. You know, I know she's been rather vocal on Twitter. Like she is pissed. Yeah, yeah, because they they've offered her the world and then just gone nah, bod. Exactly. Like for an industry that's completely <clears throat> based on the promotion of characters, trying to repackage maybe one of the most recognizable women's wrestler to come along easily the past decade. Like yeah. Valkyrie is is <clears throat> everyone knows her. You know, like the stuff she did on Impact. You know, in the in Mexico, you know, she's the longest rated AAA champion. I think she won yeah. it like three or four times. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everyone knows her, and to bring without her being, in and change her name without being disrespectful to the the women outside of WWE within wrestling, I'd say she was probably the most the biggest name aside from Tessa. And they brought her in, got rid of a name, and it was like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, 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 and I feel like you know, like you know, he mentioned obviously Maya Yim. I feel like Maya Yim and Ember Moon are kind of in the same boat. Like injuries with Ember Moon, I think just derailed her too much. And I actually look, she has wrestled less than twenty. Uh, I think it's like twenty matches she's had on either Raw or SmackDown, and maximum were like just a few minutes long. I just rumor, you know, rumor, there's ten more people that are on the cutting block, and it's gonna yeah. be, you mm, haven't seen. Yeah, exactly, because, I mean, only Lorcan, again, I think he wanted to go for a while. I feel like only Lorcan has been trying to push his way out. Um, oh, but you know. let, let's let's agree on this. Only Lorcan was a 10 times better name than calling him Biff Busick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Oni will be fine. Like, uh, Oni will... Yeah, he'll have his pick of the indies, I think, Oni. He, so seems, I, to have enough, he seems to have enough character about him that... Everybody else has sort of had a bit of a well. What the hell are you doing? Whereas he's gone. You know what? Cool. Like fresh start. Let's go. He's come. He's come out of it quite positive. Yeah. And then of course they did uh, release Harry Smith too, but he only did a dark match, non televised, and off he fucked. <laughs> so, I yeah, think that was think... an idea. And then they were like, actually, it's not going to work. And then there was a few I others think... like were a bit weird, but I think he's on. I think he'll be on his way over to AEW to. Go help out his former partner Vance over there. 
yeah. Um, and BFAB, obviously, from Hit Row. I, do you know what? This one, I know a lot of people were, were upset. But it was very clear when they got called up that the rest of Hit Row are a lot further along than she is. For yeah. me. They are a lot... They, <laughs> they were more ready for the main roster than she was. Like, I, honest, that one doesn't shock me. I, I like Hit Row. But taking Hit Row as it is now and Hit Row with BFAB, what do, what do they do with BFAB? Mm. I mean, Nothing. They, they, they don't work. There's nowhere for that stable yeah. to go. Yeah. If she was going to be the mouthpiece, she should have been the mouthpiece, but they didn't need it because Top Doll was a big enough mouthpiece. For yeah, her. yeah. And it just wasn't going to work on the main roster. And it was very clear to see. And so that one doesn't shock me because like, I think Hit Row will be fine. I think all the guys in Hit Row will be fine. They didn't need her. And I think that's why that one's done. And there was a, a few others. Jeet Rama got... Uh, released, but I think he was only in there because they were doing that India push, and now they're not doing that. Pfft, off he goes. So, I don't know. I don't think any of them were particularly surprising. Frankie Monet, maybe, because they didn't really give her a chance, but if they didn't think that they wanted her on the main roster, with where NXT 2.0 is, she's not going to fit, you know? I mean, that's what I was saying, because somebody kept, somebody kept saying, like, oh, this is going to set 2K22 back. And I'm like, really? How? Were, were, did you really think Jeet Rama or BFAB were going to be in the new game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. And Greg um, oh, Hamilton got released too. Oh, yeah. Greg Hamilton's gone. Indeed. It, yeah, I'm going to save my little rant on him for any of the week because that is by far the stupidest thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Save him for the idiot. Right. Um, obviously, we've got a lot coming up. We'll touch on Raw in a minute, but obviously this week is oh, the full gear pay-per-view. Now, I know, Gio, you're super excited. I, I do know. Yeah. <laughs> the old fanboy. And the plan is currently to, if I can find a way to watch it, is I will do the drag stream while we do a watch-along of full gear. So Ooh. that's the plan. <laughs> Amazing. Sit up till 4 a.m. Sunday in drag. Just what I need to do. Um, but yeah, so full day, uh, full gear is Saturday, is it? Saturday? Sunday? Saturday. Saturday night, even. Um, I'm going full punishment on this, and I'm paying the 60 fucking dollars to watch it. It's only $20 for us, Darry. Nice. <laughs> I might just commit to the money because I don't know. Like, I've just got the card up here. I don't hate the card. I don't hate it. Um, no. It's not... I don't know what to make. They just all feel like they're ticking dream matchboxes. It doesn't feel like storylines. You know what I mean? I don't know how to how to feel about it. You know, like Lucha Brothers versus FTR. I don't know. You know, seeing Penta and Ray Phoenix against the Revival, is, you know, it's a bit of a dream match. You know, Darby Allen versus MJF is just the, the future. I mean, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, I mean... Their promo, I have to say, last week was pretty cool. Mentioning, you know, <clears throat> Samoa Joe and Homicide and stuff. I thought the promo was really good. But with those two, you know the promo is going to be good. Like, yeah. you just know. Once you're in the ring with a microphone, you know you're going to get some gold. Um, do you see any debuts? No. 
I don't. There hasn't really been any whispers either. I don't really see a spot for it either. Not really. It feels like just an AEW show. And I think it would be good to just have an AEW show. But I guess the main question is, is this the time that Kenny loses? Is it time to make the the page switch? 100%. Stupid not to, (laughs) because the way this is booked, it's literally redemption from last year's full gear where he beat Adam Page. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, nearly a year later. This is. They would. They, I think it would be silly if they missed this opportunity. You know, this is. You know, we get to see Daniel Bryan versus Rusev. Wait, sorry, Bryan Danielson versus Miro. <laughs> sorry, sorry, because got that confused. Um, yeah, I, I. It has to be Adam Page's time, and then it would feel like. You know, it doesn't matter the sign-ins. This is, you know, this is an AEW moment. You know, giving Adam Page the title would feel like an AEW moment for me. Like one of the first ones, you know, because it's like two guys that they started with. No messing Mm. about, you know, and I think it's important that they do that. Um, Yeah, I think Daniel Bryan will win the Eliminator tournament. I think he beats Miro. As well. And then the other match on the card is a Minneapolis street fight. Amazing. Uh, the Inner Circle uh, versus Men of the Year and the America top team. So Ethan Page, yeah. Scorpio Sky, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert. But Dan Lambert okay. isn't a big fan, is he? <laughs> First off, the promo this week, I loved it. Like each dude going in the ring and calling out one of the dudes. And then, uh, watch the the woman to go up in there and be like, oh, you you know, I'll take on all five of you." And then Jericho and Billy was like, "Well, you just wrote that one, lady." And then turned around and was like, "That did help me." Your only fans, and I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> yeah, uh, but some of them have not been particularly, you know, they've not been particularly no. well spoken of AEW. Uh, would I say the the first woman already dropped out? Uh, was it was it uh, Kayla Harrison? Did she drop out already? One of them talked some smack and said they didn't want to do it, and then another guy this week has said rather go to WWE. Um, I I think they've dropped a the ball by WWE not getting Paige Van Zandt. I thought that would have been a good signing for them. I think it's just been a matter of time before she makes the switch for me from UFC to wrestling. I think she's like the perfect for it just because of her style. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. be interesting to see. I mean, the knee that Jericho took was pretty vicious, actually, last week. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Was pretty vicious. Knocked him clean out. But yeah, it's a solid card. It's a solid card. You already know the bangers are going to be like Darby Allen, MJF, Punk Kingston. There's going to be huge spots in the cage Jurassic Express against what are they called? Super Click? Is that what they're yeah. called? Yeah, Super Click. Also, the props for the acclaim this week because their 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 freestyle on Daniel Bryan was amazing. Brian Danielson, please. Brian Danielson. Come on, fanboy. I believe I believe the last line of it was they'll end careers faster than his father in law. Mm-hmm. That was that was the line. <laughs> um, oh, amazing. Well also on the topic of Brian Danielson, um I disagree and I think Miro wins. Really? Yep. 
I just don't see Adam Page as the super face versus Daniel Bryan as the super face being the route that they need to take because the fans could very quickly turn on Page and make his title run just like, bleh. Whereas if he's against Super Heel Miro, it pushes him even further as the champion. Maybe we'll probably get an idea of the who will win the Kenny Omega because I just got a horrible feeling that Kenny's going to retain. I don't know why. Can you tell me you don't want to see a wooden AEW title? <laughs> um, it was hemp, actually. Do you know what I mean? Come on now. Get it right. There, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was some of the best stuff uh, for me. Uh, that hemp stuff. Um, so there are rumors. Um, obviously, five possible people debuting. Um, they're saying that Brody King from Ring of Honor could show up at AEW. Um, and join House of Black. Uh, the other one is... Where's my so list gone? Uh, Jay Lethal uh, to come and start on Cody Rhodes. Uh, apparently, Dalton Castle could appear at uh, Full Gear. And obviously, I would... You know, you probably can guess. Uh, Bandido, uh, Bandido is one. And then, obviously, Bray Wyatt is, you know... See, I feel, here's my issue. Is I feel like everybody does the same debut where they come in and they attack Cody Rhodes. (laughs) The problem is they're saying with Bray Wyatt is Tony Khan prefers more realistic personas and he's not sure about his role standing alongside Malachi Black. They've kind of, Black is that one guy that they want. Um, I'm just saying like there's so many times that people have debuted and immediately they're Well, they're saying that's what Jay Lethal... They think Jay Lethal may go to... I think he'll still go to Impact. Bandido is the favorite to come in and help uh, to assist the Lucha Brothers in the match with... um, With... uh, What are they called? FTR? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. He's apparently the the main one. But that list isn't huge, is it? I mean... I I, I do think that Brody King will join. I just... Not now, not at the pay per view. Yeah, I don't. I'd like say with Jay Lethal. I don't think Ring of Honor guys will particularly do it. But Bray Wyatt, I don't feel like he fits the AEW mold. I don't, and I I don't think that's the the angles that Tony Khan is interested in. Myself, I feel like he would have debuted already. I don't see him back if he's coming back to wrestling. I don't see him until next year. Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. I, I just don't know. I don't think Bray Wyatt... I don't think it would be a good move for either because I don't think it would work. Impact, he would tear it up. Absolutely tear it up. So we'll have to see. Uh, but they are the five possible surprise debuts. I can't see. I, Bandido, maybe. I can see that. Um, I, can, I can see that. But the rest, I'm not, I'm not, so, I'm not so sure. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Right. So Raw was last night. Raw sucks. I, 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 it just does. It, it it's such a shame because I, I didn't watch last week because I was away, but I felt like it's been on an upward curve. Not a, not a, not a fast one, but it's been on a gradual upward curve. Yeah. And now I literally am watching to see what Kevin Owens does next. And that was it. I, I just felt... I did I enjoy the, it, uh, <sighs> the five-way between the women. I enjoyed that. But it, I like, like there was some... it felt to me like... So last week, Liv Morgan like stared out Becky... And like, even if you didn't see the stare down with Becky last week, the commentary, if you listen, including Becky, 
pretty much gave the ending away for a match <laughs> that nobody was really interested in. Like, I don't know. It was just the commentary of it was just bad. And like, uh, and then like the Owens turn at the end during the whole show, he's asking people if they could trust him. And it was just a bit obvious. It just all felt a bit obvious, you yeah. know, it was just, I don't know. Yeah. Matches people didn't really care about. More 24-7 nonsense. Just normal, raw drama that just ruined it. Because as you say, the last couple of weeks haven't been too bad. Like, I love what they're doing with Kevin Owens and Rollins and Big E. I think it's perfect for Big E. I think it's great to see Owens doing some stuff again. Um, yeah. You know. We're getting Flair and Lynch again. Well, at some point. Oh, but, yeah. Survivor yeah. Series. Doing SummerSlam. It's confirmed Survivor for Series. Survivor oh, really? Series. Which I'm putting out there, worst pay per view of the year. It's gonna happen. It's awful. I've literally zero. Why? Why are they doing it so close after a draft? Why are the general managers of both shows, because the the GM both shows, not one of each, starting this campaign for the one brand to win over the other? Well, it makes no sense. But exactly, like the captains are Rollins, who was on SmackDown all year, and Drew McIntyre, who was on Raw all year. Yeah, like but like the GMs who picked the the teams. To compete against each other, both GM the same shows. Yeah, if it was mm-hmm. Pierce is representing Raw, Sonya is representing SmackDown. Winner gets the sh- gets to run it on their own, etc. I could maybe like oh, okay, but like Adam Pierce came out on Raw and was like, "Well, Dominic, you're the only non-champion, and uh, it's just not good enough. So now you, I want Raw yeah. to win. Well, why do you want why Raw to win? Last, what like... is what is the reason? Take me into that story. Why does Adam Pierce want Raw to win? Yeah, why not split them? Sonya could run SmackDown quite well. Like they could, they could do that. They could do that. Oh no, actually, here's the thing: is they're not even general managers. They're literally just representatives. I think we're supposed to look at them as general managers, just from the way things have been done. Yeah, but Adam Pearce was on SmackDown finding Brock Lesnar, and now he's like, "I want Raw to win." Uh, what? Yeah, what I'm saying. It just, yeah, it's it's weird, but yeah. So they have confirmed it's Big E, Roman, Becky, Charlotte, and then obviously the elimination matches. And um, we've got the Usos versus Red Arcade Bro or whatever they're called. That'll be as well. that'll be a banger though. That will be a banger. Um, yeah, that will be a banger. I just and like the women's match is just like you know Aaliyah's in that. Literally because there wasn't anyone else. But why do I understand? Where's Naomi? Why is Naomi not in that team? Surely, like, I get, like, okay, we want to give some people a chance, but Aaliyah, I don't know. But Baszler made the thing, and she's been kind of used by Sonya. I don't know. It's just... Yeah. It's going to be... I just think it's going to be a disaster. I like you say, I just, you know, I think it's going to be a disaster. Survivor Series is one of those pay-per-views that, like... I look forward to WrestleMania because of the spectacle. I look forward to the Royal Rumble because who's coming back? What are you going to see? And then it's Survivor Series because that tradition, that 5v5 has always been huge. I think they need to stop making Survivor Series like a bragging rights event, like a show v show. Or if they're going to do it as a a show v show, at least have a purpose to it. So I saw somebody, Xavier Woods has been saying that he, if it was him booking it, he would have your five men from each show. The winning team would be a lot allocated the numbers twenty to thirty randomly for the Royal Rumble. 
the losing team would be allocated one to ten randomly. So if you were on the losing team, you knew you were entering the Royal Rumble in the first ten. If you were on the winning team, you knew you were in the last ten, so you had a chance to be number four. So it gave something to fight for. Mm-hmm. All we've got is people that have just swapped brands three weeks ago fighting for the opposite brand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just sure. like, eh. <laughs> yeah, and they've just been drafted. Yeah, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be weird. It's I I don't know. I'm not I'm not a fan. But we'll see. Maybe they'll pull something out of the bag. But it just feels like Survivor Series one of the big five, and at the minute it feels like filler to get to the rumble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it and it shouldn't feel like that. It's Survivor Series. Um, some sad news that I've just reading here. Um Judy Bagwell has has died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you read I've just it. seen I've that. Yeah, 78. Just famous for the Judy Bagwell on a pole match. I mean, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> like, forget <laughs> that. She was taking champions with Rick Steiner. Uh, yeah. And- well, that was with Canyon. Wasn't that feud Buff and Canyon? Yep. Because I actually watched Canyon's Dark Side of the Ring. Like, damn, that guy had issues in it. Like, Canyon's one of my favorites. Canyon, even in the invasion angle, I, Canyon was one of my favorites. And it, and it's funny because like in Dark Side of the Ring, there was a moment, I think, for everybody. Like when he came out of that box singing Boy George to Undertaker and just got the snot beat out of him. I was like, oh, Canyon's done. <laughs> he hasn't been on TV for months and months and he's singing Boy George where he's trying to hide he's gay and oh yeah and when you watch the dark side of the ring even as a fan you're like that's the end of Canyon but yeah yeah but thoughts are with the Bagwell family you know it was Judy Bagwell on a pole match still one of the greatest Vince Russo things I think ever in the history of Vince Russo <laughs> amazing amazing um, I'm other waiting, bits of, yeah, right. go on. I'm waiting go. for the announcement on it because they just did the finale last week with the steroid trial. Yeah, that's the one I've got to watch, actually. I just finished the Jake the, Jake the Snake one, which is deep. I didn't realize that that family was so fucked, didn't it? Damn. So just to go back to the Survivor Series main event, the world well, yeah. of Team Raw v Team SmackDown. So Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Rey Mysterio have literally just been drafted. So there's only Bobby Lashley that was Raw a month see ago. I mean. See what I mean? SmackDown, Drew... Jeff Hardy, Woods, Sami Zayn, and Corbin. So there's only Sami Zayn on Team SmackDown that has been on SmackDown for longer than a month. Where, it's madness, <laughs> isn't it? It's madness. It's free on each team. Just ridiculous. Why would they be fighting for that brand when they've been on the other yeah. one longer? And, <laughs> it's so and, dumb. Why draft somebody that's already on your show? That that always confused me too. Like, I draft as my number one pick. The guy, Roman Reigns, is going to stay here on SmackDown. It's like, what, what, what are you doing? He's already there. Yeah, yeah make, maybe make some people, like, un, undraftable or something. Like, yeah, maybe they can fix be. that. Yeah. They get, like, yeah. five picks that, was- that you can't touch. And then it would just make a bit more excitement, you know? Because we all knew that SmackDown picking first, oh, it's Roman Reigns, he's going to stay put. Yeah. Like, it was no... You remember back in the day when the draft used to be a shock, like, Cena would... There'd be two champions on Raw for the show, and you're like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Cena would be seen backstage with his Raw t-shirt on the back. John Cena's going to smack down. Yeah. What? And then at the end of the night, they take him back. <laughs> like, wait, what? 
<laughs> but no, they, if they were to do it like they did the original two, where it was like, yeah, the champions can't be touched, but everybody else can be. Yeah. It would make more sense, but it was literally like, I choose Roman Reigns to stay on SmackDown. It's like, in a logistic standpoint, why? Yeah. And then it's always obvious that when they draft Becky Lynch that you knew Charlotte was going the other way and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe make a list that you can't touch. How how is that illegal? How how is Gable Stevens a legit draft pick when he hasn't even been announced that he's on NXT? (laughs) Yeah. He's literally a developmental thing. He's an Olympic gold medalist. They needed that hype. (laughs) I'm just Um, saying... He's yeah. literally on the developmental, so by by he's not even, no, he's not even he, developmental yet. You can't just do that. They've basically so, so there's probably gonna be another draft before he even debuts because he's finishing off college and stuff before he even starts to go to the performance center. He goes like once a week or something. <laughs> but yeah, with the draft, because of how they run it with fa- keeping families and couples together, as soon as you know Roman Reigns is on SmackDown, you know that the Usos and Naomi are on SmackDown. Yeah. And they tried to, like, style it out. Went raw. Yeah, yeah. As soon as Rollins went raw, you knew that Becky was going raw. Which then means you knew Charlotte was going SmackDown. And it was just, yeah, it was just pointless. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Very pointless. Uh, But some exciting news before we get to Geo's review. Um, Chelsea Green is in talks with Playboy. Let's fucking go. (laughs) <laughs> I had to get that in there. I'm all excited. She's like, it's not a photo shoot. It's some digital stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, come on now. That, just make that be a lie. Oh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, Chelsea Green NFTs. That's what we need in the world. I'm going to have to get my crypto up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to see them. But yeah, she's uh, she's going to Playboy. But then there's been some duds. Like the Maria one was not good. No, it wasn't actually. It wasn't. That is true. Um, but some of them were good. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. And also, I don't know if anyone saw it because while I'm in perv mode, uh, Zelina Vega's picture like in a red dress that she posted on Instagram this week. Damn. Damn. Um, yeah, fair play. Crack on. She was standing with The Rock and just, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that life. I might even check Instagram now and make it my little segment of the hottest Instagram pick for WWE. Um, yeah, so that's it. Right, Gia, review oh, time. Oh. Seen it. Oh, sorry. See, yeah, see that dress? <laughs> she knows She knows what she's wearing, see? I, I, I tell no lies. Uh, one new, hang on, yeah, I got literally news that's just come through. Kevin Owens has said he wants to be a tag team champ. He wants the tag titles. And he wants Finn Balor to be his partner. There you go. Um, before we do the review, let's just get this idiot of the week out of the way. I'm Coming going up. with Greg. I am going with Greg Hamilton, who also got released this week. Um, <laughs> hey, stupid, don't threaten somebody with WWE lawyers if you don't have the clearance to do so. Yes. It's funny. His Twitter bio, he changed, didn't he, to unemployed and angry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to sue some rap, like he tried to threaten <laughs> rap artist for using his, his, his likeness. And he's like, 
you'll hear from the WWE lawyers. You don't want that, do you? And the WWE guys are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and his retweets, he's, yeah, he's just interested in it. Like, you know, you look back at some of his old Twitter, like when he was on. I don't know. Yeah. He, he just seems, he seems like uh, an interesting dude. <laughs> but yeah. Um, definite idiot. Yeah, threatening people. Right, what did you get this week, Gio? Talk to me. I'm here to talk about Gio, who reviews one pay-per-view a week, and usually bad ones. Gio, one pay-per-view a week? Bro, I don't watch one pay-per-view a year. What pay-per-views are you watching every single week, Gio? And I also hear, bro, you only review the bad ones. Geo, newsflash, they're all bad, bro. Whatever wrestling pay-per-view you review is going to be bad. You know why? Because Vince Russo is not booking anymore, Geo. That's why. So you're not going to get any more good pay-per-views anymore. You know why, bro? Because here's the question, bro. Here's the question, Geo. When you're watching these worthless pay-per-views, bro, ask yourself this question, bro. Who books this shit? Who books this shit, Gio? Not me, baby. Not me, bro. Uh, <laughs> well, to answer the guy who probably just came on and said, who booked this shit? Thanks, Vince Russo. I got WCW sin. Oh, God. You're awful. Wasn't this like how this was basically the last one, wasn't it? How many more was after this? This was basically the end. Like one of this is like the third to last, I believe. Yeah, Super Bowl, and then one more. Yeah, yeah. Because then I think it was then Super Bowl Green, and then that was it. Yeah. So yeah, Super Bowl Revenge was after this, I think. But and then it was Greed. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Go ahead. Right, started WCW Cruiserweight Championship, Chavo Guerrero versus Shane Helms. So weird having this weird gimmick for Shane Helms that he's like this teen heartthrob guy. Like but, he's coming out, <laughs> he's got like pop music playing. It's like, they're the breaker. He's the sugar man, Shane Helms. <laughs> Didn't he have to move? Wasn't this when he was doing Nightmare on Helm Street? <laughs> Yes! <laughs> and he had another group mm. called The Sugar Smack. The Sugar Smack. Oh, God. I was just like, what is go? What is this? But yeah, Chavo retained. Um, I mean, it was a decent match, wasn't it? I mean, that's not, you know, they're, they're two talented guys. Um, and then there was uh, Reno versus Big Vito. Gosh. Reno, inventor of the crossroads, okay? The original. That's literally his finishing move is the crossroads. Wow. He goes the roll of the dice. Roll the dice. There you go. Uh, but yeah, Rito with the victory. And then just normal tag match. The Jung Dragons, Hayashi and Yun Yang uh, take it on. Jamie Noble and what was his name? Evan Carig Carigias or whatever it was. Carigias. Um, so Yang is uh, Jimmy Wang Yang. Yes. Give me Wang Yang. 
What a legend. Yeah. Um, Kazayashi was actually, you know, he did quite a lot of work in the All Japan Wrestling as well, actually. Yeah. And he was like the, but I think he was like one of the bookers eventually at All Japan as well. Um, but yeah, conventional tag match with the Young Dragons won with Leah Meow. I forgot about her. Leila Meow. She was hot. <laughs> she was um she was in ECW too. Um Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. Uh Kim Kimona. Kimona, whatever her name was. Yes. Beast. Um Ernest the Cat Miller with Miss Jones took on Mike Sanders. Oh god. That's just horrible, For the isn't it? That's just horrible, <laughs> isn't it? Like, yeah. And, and and he wins because of interference of the dollar store APA chronic. Love Chronic. Listen, he, what are you saying? Chronic were the best. <laughs> he paid Chronic more money to protect him than, than Courageous did. Jeez. And yeah, he got the WECW commissioner job for all of two months. <laughs> um, then we had Team Canada, Enix Skipper, Lance Mike Awesome with Major Guns. Love a bit of Major Guns. Taking on the Filthy Animals, Billy Kidman, Conan, and Rey Mysterio. Just so, it, this it was, was a penalty box match, and it was so convoluted. It was like somebody must have gotten the idea for King of the Mountain from this because it's so randomly like King of the Mountain, where it's like if a guy gets pinned, he has to spend a minute in the penalty box, and they like lock him in this box. God, and Jim Duggan was the ref, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if if one broke a rule, they were sent in the penalty box for one minute. Jesus. So yeah. Um amazing. WCW stuff. Um <laughs> which you can't you can't you can't write like a penalty box match. Like what are they even trying at this point? Where they've gotten some of the ideas for that the King of the Mountain from because that was like part of the King of the Mountain thing was like if a guy gets pinned, he's got to go in a box. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yeah, Team Canada picked up the win. Then, obviously, this is the one I remember from this because this was January 14th, right? So the date says. And we had a hardcore match, which was Meng, who is Haku, uh, Crowbar, and the uh, hardcore champion, Terry Funk. Now, match was decent. Haku won, Meng, Meng won. And then wasn't it the next week he turned up at the Rumble? <laughs> Never lost the hardcore title. He just left. <laughs> he just like, all right, peace out, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was like the very next week, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah, and then he just, yeah, and then uh, he was in the Rumble, which was amazing. Just left with the hardcore title. <laughs> um, then... One of my favorite tag teams, actually, from this era, if you could grab anything. The World Tag Team Championships, Natural Born Thrillers, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. I fucking loved Sean O'Hare. Sean O'Hare, for me, one of my favorites. Um, obviously got his demons. Um, they, like, dropped the ball with because his gimmick mm. in WWE would have been awesome where it was, like, this dude convincing you to do bad shit. Yeah. Um, he was devil's advocate. Who would just randomly be in backstage segments and be like, go ahead and cheat on your wife. Your wife already knows you're cheating on her. You ain't hurting anybody. Yeah. Just do Because I really liked him. Like, I thought O'Hare was incredibly talented. 
He was incredibly talented. And then he did that <laughs> devil's advocate character. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. I think there was one where he was like, go ahead and do, take a puff of that cigarette. Take another swig of that beer. You yeah, earned yeah. it. Don't pay do your it. taxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't he? He got spanky to streak. Do you remember? Brian Kendrick. Got him to, he persuaded him to streak. And Dormarie, yeah. like, flashed the audience. <laughs> and then they ruined it because they, like, had him be a goon to Rowdy Piper. Yeah. And the thing is, he picked up some big wins in that character. Like, he beat Rikishi. I'm sure he beat Chris Benoit. Um, he was in that Hogan feud. Yeah. Um, but then he had that motorbike accident, and they sent him back to OVW. And then he just never come back. And he had his demons. I mean, he passed away now. Like, you know, his demons, he, so many. Look at here. Arrests, 2007, 2009, 2011, 2004. All assault, drunken assault, trespassing, battery. You know, he just found some demons. But yeah, um, him and Chuck Palumbo, I thought were a really good tag team. I really enjoyed it. Um, but And they retained the titles here over Diamond Dallas Page and Kevin Nash of the no. Insiders. Interfe- the interference from Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger. Yeah, which was to keep the insider stuff going. Um, hitting with a wrench, I think it was, and then the senton bomb. Boom. Buff Bagwell was dressed in a monkey suit. <laughs> of course he was. Yep. yep. <laughs> of course he was. Um, United, uh, UC, uh, WCW United States title. First blood chain match. Shane Douglas taking on Genrection, which was obviously... Oh. Build them up, but that in for a minute. First blood chain match. Why is there two stipulations? Yeah, this WCW in two thousand one, bro. Like this card is trash. <laughs> These poor guys are like working in such a mess. Um, Things are so convoluted. Like the rules of a chain match is it's still a it's still a first blood match. But you have to pin the guy in order to be able to use the chain. What? <laughs> what? A pinfall to use the weapon, but you still have to end the match with first blood. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, don't try and make sense of it. Did you try watching it at the time? You're sitting there like, what is happening? <laughs> um, and then the no DQ match. Um, Totally buffed. Luger and Buff Bagwell took on Goldberg and Dwayne Bruce, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Um, the time was that yeah. Buddy Lee Parker is the guy that trained Goldberg, and they were targeting him. Try because the minute Goldberg lost his, the, the whole storyline was if Goldberg lost his next match, he'd be fired. So he had to like build up a new streak, and he was racking up victories, and then. Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger were like, hey, let's do it. Let's take this man out. Yeah, and, and he had to leave. And he got, is this where the fan maced him in the yeah. face? Yeah. They, 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 they talked it into being a uh, uh, no DQ, and then the fan maced him. Yeah. And uh, Goldberg had, was forced to leave WCW, but everyone was soon follow afterwards anyway. And then the main event. The four corners match for the world heavyweight title, Scott Steiner, Jeff Jarrett, Sid Vicious. Yes, a Road Warrior, Aaron Abel. Four corners match, WCW. There wasn't this one. There was some weirdness, weren't it? Like, they cut the... When they revealed Road Warrior Animal at the end, it was meant to be a mystery man. 
but didn't they cut the broadcast off early or something and they, they missed an angle that wasn't so shown until they, Nitro or something? Try to remember. No, so long they, ago. Nitro is the match ended. But they ended the match early because they eventually decided he was going to be, you know, all six foot eight of them was going to jump off a top rope and try to be a fucking luchador. That's when he broke his leg. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, God, that's such a vicious. They cut this cut out of the network, isn't it? You can't see it. Like, even on normal, our network, I don't think, I think they've cut it on that because the leg break is so bad. Yeah, it's not, it's not that. Yeah, <laughs> that is vicious. It's what they showed on Nitro the next day. You've never seen it because as luck would have it, as that was going on is when they were revealing that the mystery man was showing up and, like, they, they showed him in a card that it comes back and Sid's legs, like, twisted around and he's on the floor. <laughs> Road Warrior, animals coming out as the mystery man. <laughs> uh, yeah, tibula fracture. His bone went through the skin. Oh, God, don't, don't. Stop. Stop right there. <laughs> I think he had three rods put in and, oh, rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was all a big mess. And after that, like, Flair made an alliance with, like, Bagwell, Jarrett, Steiner, and, and Scott, then Rick, Rick Steiner Scott turned Steiner, on them straight away. <laughs> yeah. Steiner didn't know that he was injured, so he's, like, kicking the poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like, get up! Oh, God. The man's just legs snapped in two. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that was sin. And that, to p- people, is like, if you watch it, you'll just see that you know that WCW are pretty much done watching this. You know, that there's, there's nothing left. You know, absolutely nothing left. Um, but, yeah. It's funny, because Sting's on the picture at the front. He wasn't even on the card, was he, Sting? He was written off at the time. Yeah, but he's actually used in the in the promotional poster in the corner. <laughs> just like okay right now for next week i've actually had a message and it has come through um and you're gonna okay. quite like you're gonna quite like this one actually so my mate's a big wrestling fan um and he messaged me in the week he's like can i make a suggestion i was like yeah sure and he hasn't answered so i've just messaged him and he was like can i pick any can i go back any i'm like yep any and he's like well i'll go with my favorite royal rumble 1993 Oh, so apparently that's his, uh, yeah, 93 Royal Rumble apparently is his favorite pay-per-view ever because of Uh the Bret Hart razor. Yeah. So the card. Bring me me up this card. Yeah. Um, Dark match is like the pre-show is Doink the Clown versus Jim Powers. So, you know, you've got to watch that because that's just going to be banging. But no, so the main card, tag team match, Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott, obviously, versus the Beverly Brothers, Bo and Blake. Um, sh- yeah, gonna be solid. Shawn Michaels versus Marty Gennetti for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Big Boss Man, uh, which you just know is gonna be a bit of a banger. And then his favorite match ever: Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon for the WWF Championship. And then the 30-man Royal Rumble, which has got some names in. I see Papa Shango's in there, Virgil's, Coco Beware, Taker, Yoko Zuda, Rick Martel, Repo Man. Let's go. You know, you know who else is in that match? Skinner. 
Conan is in that match under the guise of Max Moon. Oh, yeah. Max <laughs> Moon. And yeah. One time that he was, he immediately gave the gimmick up after this pay per view. And they gave it to like somebody else. But that's him under the mask for this one pay per view. Damien Demento. What a legend. <laughs> the debut <laughs> Yeah. God, there's oh. some names on here. Yeah, so it should be a good one. Giant Gonzalez. Okay. Um, he wasn't an entrant in the Rumble, but this was his debut. Giant Gonzalez was actually at this as well. So his debut of Giant Gonzalez was there. Very exciting. So, yeah, that has been the request, which I think you probably got away with it considering what Damo would have probably picked for you, to be fair. <laughs> I get the debut of Lex Luger also. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Decent. It's decent, I have to say. Um, good choice. Apparently his favorite ever pay-per-view. So there we go. Finally, Gio might not be crying about how bad everything is. Yeah. <laughs> He's finally got something that he hasn't picked on himself. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's all the notes I've got written down. Uh, Drew McIntyre's released a statement saying um, that nobody close to Roman Reigns in the wrestling industry. Oh, and season two of Ruthless Aggression is debuting. Is it next week? Um, the tweet got put out. They're doing season two. There you go. Sunday, November 21st. Ruthless Aggression is back. Um, they're going through the Rock's acting career crossover and these heel turn. Um, the Elimination Chamber debut, Money in the Bank. Shawn Michaels back. Uh, the okay. Look at the ventures like Tough Enough. So, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, I'm looking forward to it because I enjoyed the first season. First season of Ruthless Aggression is actually really good. I, I also have some news. Oh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson says there is no truth to rumours on WWE planning a match between the Great One and his cousin, <laughs> Universal Champion Roman Reigns. They're not going to outright say it's happening. Of course, there, of course there's no, no truth. I'm expecting Which, him at the Survivor Series. My news from that is that it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Literally made this the rock month, so I wouldn't. I I'm expecting passed. him at Survivor Series. I don't know why, like a guest appearance, maybe something at the end. I have, I have a feeling he's going to show up night after Mania, challenge Roman. For a bang, bang. You get the year. You'll get a year to set it up. I think you'll see something. I think. Uh, I think he'll be there. Um, and also, literally, just speaking about him. Um, in the next two weeks, Malachi Black is going to see a very interesting change in aesthetics and behavior within the character. Um, we will be adding more members to House of Black. And, you know. Brody King. Yeah, I think maybe that means Brody King. Because he's been tagging with him, isn't he, as well? Like, it's Toby Are the tag team champions in PGW? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And with all the Ring of Honor stuff coming up. I'd expect them to see Brody King pretty soon. So maybe there's some truth in that one. But yeah, there's going to be... They don't want to rush it, but there's a definitely an idea that he has. So I've revealed to Tony with the House of Black, I don't want to rush everything. Everything goes slow. It takes time. It's methodical. When the time is right, you'll hopefully see some faces appear. Definitely. Brody King. 100%. How exciting. And just in, the WWE have planned... February 22 is the next Saudi show. 
There you go. That's it. February. February for Saudi. Yeah, on the road to WrestleMania, mm. they go to Saudi Arabia as well. So that fills in the mystery blank in February. So all that's left now is the mystery blank in September. Which I'm hoping it's UK. Hopefully that's us. I'm hoping. Because that would be around my birthday time, which would be great. Mm. But yeah, I'm hoping it's UK. They need to come here now. Like they go, They've announced they're going to Canada as well, didn't they, yesterday? They're doing some stuff there. So now that things are open, just try and do it quick at it before it all goes I mad. Do another rumble, but I don't think they got enough people. <laughs> the women's rumble might be fun. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Little 10 women rumble. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? Right, Damo, thanks a lot for joining us as always. Geo, enjoy Royal Rumble. I'm sure you'll go yep. back to your normal shit fest the week after, but you can have your <laughs> week to enjoy. Uh, it's actually a good Rumble. Right, I remember it now. The Brett Razor match. Razor Ramon, I think I should put more. I think I enjoy Razor Ramon more than I remember. When people say, who's your favorite? I think Razor and, like, would be up there. Do you know what? Like, I really enjoyed that whole character. Maybe not as much as Mr. Perfect, but Razor would definitely be up there. Okay, guys, thank you so much. And I will see you all next week. Yeah, man.